Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to T3. This is your host, Jose Negron, on Voice of America, Variety Channel hosting the leading technology show, T3, today, tomorrow's technologies. I want to thank everybody for listening to T3. I got a surprise as I looked at my uh, uh, listening audience, and uh, we're very strong in the U.S., but I was quite surprised that we have seven different international countries that join us, and that's fantastic. I think the reason people join us is because they like the topics we cover, which we cover a variety of technology topics. They love the guests and the interactions that the the guests have with the topic itself. And so as a reminder to everybody, uh, the purpose of T3 is is to bring both the scientists and the engineer and the innovators with the non-techie folks and the folks who would like to do it, but are a little bit scared to touch something, see something, do something. And the purpose of the show is to tell them it's okay. So for the audience to get involved with T3 show today, you can call 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Today's topic and discussion is about distillery technologies. What are the new innovations and concepts in the technologies that are used by the present distiller? I'm especially focusing on the Virginia, and I have a special guest, an expert, uh, Mrs. Uh, Christine Riggleman. She's the CEO and master distiller of Silverback Distillery at Afton, Virginia. She's been working hard with her team to expand the business at uh, Silverback Distillery, and it was established in August 2014. I'm going to divide the show in three parts. I'm going to let Christine get started and tell us how she got started in the business. Then we'll talk about the present technologies and innovations she uses in her distillery. And then we'll go back to if you wanted to start your own distillery, what are some of the lessons learned? And, and also, what is the future of Silverback? So let me give you a little background of Christine, just so that you know who I'm talking about. She's better known in the community as Hooch Mama. She was born in in Manassas, Virginia. She is a a sweetheart to her high school sweetheart. Got married at age 19. And from there, I'm known Denver, uh, went off to the Air Force. And just like a good Air Force wife, she traveled all throughout the United States and probably international as well. What I did not know is that she received a scholarship from Lercon Blue Culinary School in 2000. However, she couldn't pick up that scholarship. She turned it down because as an Air Force wife, she has to travel. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, her uh, spirit to serve and and make things, I think, just keeps on going. Uh, Christine's spirits have racked up accolades, earning 16 international awards, numerous local and statewide. In 2014, she was named as top gin distiller in the United States. And in 2017, she became the first person inducted in the ABV Network Bourbon Hall of Fame. So that's a little background on Hooch Mama, Christine Riggleman. Uh, welcome to the show, T3. 
I've known for two years, and I'm excited about hearing how in the heck you got started. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Well, that's a heck of a welcome. (laughs) I feel like I don't have to say anything. You did everything. (laughs) We're good. We can wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know one thing. The Silverback is a family affair, so let's start off with why Silverback, the names you suggested. So basically, um, you know, I I used to work at, um, I helped support um, uh, the uh, Space Station Freedom Project for NASA back when, uh, uh, before I had kids. And when Denver joined the military, um, we were moving so much that it just didn't make sense for me to continue working with the kids and him being gone so much um, with his job. So I, I I took some time off and, you know, I was grateful that I had the time to be with the kids. And um, when... And he was done uh, with the military and us moving around. I, he said, where do you want to go? And I said, I want to go back home. So uh, we moved back to Virginia. And we bought a piece of property that I knew I could do a business um, on it as well as live on it. So I knew I wanted to be a producer. I just wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, One thing that's always made me tick in life is that I love creating things for people. And that's why everybody thought I was going to do a restaurant because I got accepted to Le Cordon Bleu. But the military had the stop loss and I wasn't, uh, Denver wasn't allowed to get out at that time um, when they have a stop loss. So even though it's time was up, we couldn't leave, and I didn't want to separate the family. So I, I just went ahead and let that go, but I, I love creating things for people, and then I love watching the expression on their face when they eat it or drink it. It's just what makes me tick. It makes me happy. It fulfills me. So um, we were on a family trip to Scotland, and um, we only went to one distillery, and uh, they were in the tasting room, and I was still on the tour asking the tour guide, what does this do? What does that do? And I was just picking his brain, and it just wouldn't right. leave my mind. And I just looked at Denver, and I said, I know what I want to do. And he's like, what? And I said, I want to open a distillery. Because he had his own Department of Defense wow. company and you know supports all that. So you know he has his main thing. And so this was going to be my baby. And he just looked at me and was like, okay, well, that'll make me happy. <laughs> So, so uh, I'm picking that you're going to be a distiller, and then how did you study it? I mean, because that so came out I, of the blue. I did, a lot of, I did a lot of research as much as I could, and then I went and apprenticed at a distillery out west. Um, it doesn't matter who. I don't. I don't ever name them because, um, you know, I learned some good things from them, but I also learned some things of not, you know, what. I didn't want to do and how I wanted to proceed. So, um, so yeah, but um, I learned the foundations, nothing of my recipes or anything like that. It was just mostly hooking up hoses and this is what this equipment does and stuff like that. So it was just, you know, like the, the groundwork kind of thing. We hired a couple consultants to help with just um, a few things, um, just, you know, buying the proper sized equipment for the building size we were, you know, needing and stuff like that. And um, we went from there. I just say that I transferred my, my passion for cooking and creating to uh, creating hooch. And that's why they call me the hooch mama. <laughs> that is funny. This is all get yeah. out. I just did not know about your uh food experience more than yeah, anything else yeah, so i have I, to try I that still love to but i know i've I tried your liquors i know i've tried your liquors and they're fabulous can you name oh. off the, uh, which well you have several so please go ahead and <laughs> yeah, name them off. 
right now we have eight um, out in the tasting room right now. So um, we have our, our Berenge vodka. Berenge is the scientific term for gorilla. So if you go on our website, sbdistillery.com, you'll see there's a giant silverback coming through the glass. Um, that took a year of designing um, back and forth, and that process had never been done before. So not only am I producing and doing the mash bills and, and all that kind of stuff and running the company. I'm also the designer as well. So it's, it's, I have a few uh, balls to juggle around in, in my basket right now. <laughs> and everybody keeps you pretty busy doing both the, you know, the master distilling, the, uh, uh, all the other activities as a CEO, yeah. being a, uh, a CEO myself of a small business. Now, Silverback came from, where, where did the name come from? Oh, well, oh, total side note, we forgot to name the rest of the products. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, we we digress okay. there. So we also have Strange Monkey Gin, and then all of our whiskeys are called Blackback. So all the young male gorillas that surround a silverback are called Blackbacks. So we have Blackback Honey, Blackback Rye, Blackback Sour Mash, Corn Whiskey, and then we've got Blackback Bourbon, and then we also have a moonshine called uh, uh, 151 Proof. So that's pretty awesome. But uh, um, the, the name Silverback came for my husband so it's his nickname we had three daughters and me and it was either go bald or go gray and he went gray (laughs) so his nickname the girls named him silverback because he likes to thump his chest sometimes and you know you know um act like he can get his way but they always get their way so (laughs) well knowing knowing the family for the last two years and uh i'm glad denver went gray versus ball yeah uh, yeah that would have not been a very good name for a distillery (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it is a family affair, which is quite oh, impressive yes. for me when I come visit. And so oh, yes. where are you located? And how, yeah, you know, so you- we're, we're located in central Virginia, um, about halfway between University of Virginia and James Madison University and the Rockfish Valley. Um, uh, we're, um, it's called Afton, Virginia, along Route 151. So along our route, some people have deemed it Alcohol Alley. In the 14-mile stretch, we have seven wineries three uh, breweries, um, some some large ones, uh, craft breweries, and then we also have two hard cider places, and then us, Silverback. Well, that's perfect, and uh, 151 seems to uh, denote uh, a little bit of uh, drinking, I guess, more than anything it else. It does, it does. A lot of people <laughs> hire drivers or come stay for the weekend, and then they have, uh, they have, actually, there's a great company in Charlottesville called Hop On Tours, and people can park at certain locations, and they drive you around the stretch um, and pick you up at different times all day long. It's, it's wonderful. Well, so I noticed you that you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I've been down there several times uh, over the course of the year and a half that I and I've known you for two years mm-hmm. or anything else. It's a great place, and I understand you've got a probably a new brew coming out sometime. Um. Yeah. Yeah. A new a new product. So yeah, we um. Are you talking about the product or? Yeah, um, product. The yeah. Product. So we'll be releasing a rum this year. Um, yes. So w- we have that coming out sometime this year. I'm working on the design for the labels right now with my team, and um, doing the um the protocols for the mash bill. Um, which just you know, mash bill is the recipe. So, oh, okay. um, so developing the mash bill right now with my daughter, um, Lauren Riggleman, she's my GM and also, uh, my distiller. So, um, we're one of the only mother daughter distilling duos in the country. Um, she just received her master's degree in fermentation distillation from, uh, Harriet Watt University in Scotland. So, um, she, she knows her stuff and, uh, we make a pretty unstoppable team. 
Wow, that's fantastic. Mother, yeah, daughter, yeah. first, you know, you also, I'm going to congratulate you because you're my first female on the show, so that is very good. Oh, so I thank you. I feel honored. <laughs> but I didn't even have fantastic. to bribe you with anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is great. This is uh, fantastic because I know it's a, all in the family. You got some yeah. great helpers helping you in, in, down there. Oh, and my goodness. And yeah. operating I'm, hours are what? Um, so we're open um, Thursday and Friday from 12 to twelve to 5 on Thursday, Friday 12 to 6, um, Saturday 12 to 7, Sunday 12 to 6, Monday 12 to 5, and we're closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I'm glad I got you on your day off then. <laughs> well, no, we're not actually off. Um, we not, we yeah. um, are just the tasting room is. So, yeah, yeah, just well, that's true. You're, as a CEO, day. you're never off, so I can no, guarantee you. No, we're bottling gin currently. I, I stepped off the bottling line to come uh, do the show. So, oh, super, super, super. <laughs> and and Lauren, why did Lauren pick up the trade? She was just excited. Well, yeah. So when we when we started this, her undergrad was at uh, University of Virginia, and it was in psychology. And um, she was too far gone to change her undergrad um, when I decided to do this. And uh, all of our daughters have been so amazing with helping Denver and I with develop, um, you know, what we wanted to do, the direction we wanted to go, and just be involved um, on a daily basis. And so Lauren worked as our GM um, full time while going to UVA, and um, when she was done, she was trying to decide if she wanted business school or if she wanted fermentation. And unfortunately, there's not many schools in the United States for fermentation as a master's. And so um, she uh, went to Scotland. So she suffered through, you know, living abroad with, you know, her sister actually went and got her master's in film. So uh, they, they lived together. So they had a good time. Wow, what a, what an experience that was, man! I know. So right? let's get I back know. to your your origin. What made you decide to get into the hooch business? Well, so you know, I I followed Denver around, you know, all over the country, and I'm so proud of him and what he did and serving our country. Um, but um, I I did put my career on hold, you know, which I'm grateful that I was able to be home with the girls because he was gone so much. Um, they needed one of us you know, home for the stability. And I feel blessed that I was able to do that. But with that, I had to put everything I wanted to do on hold. And when I was in school, you know, I, I went after every business class I could. And, you know, uh, I knew I wanted to do a business one day. I just wasn't sure what. And um, I love alcohol and spirits versus uh, I, 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 I drink an occasional beer and an occasional glass of wine, but I never really crave it. And so, but I do love, you know, a good smoked old fashioned. I love a good rye on the rocks or just neat. Um, I love bourbon and a cigar. You know, I'm that kind of woman. So that's why I wanted to do something I was passionate about. And also, I guess it's in my blood. I didn't know until after I was open. My great-grandmother and her sisters used to make uh, bathtub gin and um, sell it and stuff. So um, so I did not know that. And I guess also one of my ancestors was the first to do a winery in the United States. They even beat Thomas Jefferson to it. So I did not know that when I started this wow. either. So I guess it's just naturally in my blood. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I did not know <laughs> I was that drawn either. To it. <laughs> I was drawn to it. <laughs> so you went you went off to Scotland. I think that's where you got the bug, right? I mean, you had it, it in your veins, it but is, you, it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. uncovered until you, that uh, Scotland trip. 
Yeah, yeah. I I was just like, all right, let's do this. And luckily, my husband is is you know very good at uh, running businesses, and uh, he knew how to uh, get us started, and he helped uh, you know teach me uh, what I had to do for the process. And um, yeah, it's it's been a heck of a ride. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, traveling down that uh, 151 road, getting down to Afton, it's uh, gorgeous scenery, uh, the brew, uh, distillery, the products that you have there, the eight products, uh, all of them are first class. Uh, of course, uh, strange, uh, I guess the strange monkey gin is uh, is the one I prefer the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. and we also have that. a barrel-aged gin as well, and a oh, limited excellent. release. Yeah, yeah. So we try to... It's tried to do things a little different well how do you diversify that's a question i'd like to ask you right now so you know we're constantly i mean as you know when you own a business you know you don't really have time off i mean when you do you're sitting there doing research or looking at trade magazines or you know discussions online or forums i don't get into that much but um you know all the different, um, you know, people that you know talking about different things coming out or what's coming up, or you just try to be on the cutting edge of things as much as you can. Um, but it's hard because you know you have to do that a lot of times when you're not physically at work. So it's it's a lot of work or trying to figure out. Oh shoot, somebody's doing that. Well, we don't want to be too similar. You know, we like being different. So. Right, and as you got into the business itself, I, I, you know, Denver keeps talking about the different barrels you have aging and and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. I guess that's really a, a schedule and a process more than anything oh, else. Is that correct? It is. Yes, it is. It's it's a lot of work. So we have a barrel house, and hopefully we'll have another one built um, within the year as well, because um, hopefully that one will be full. Um, but yeah, it's it's a process of you know making sure that none of them are leaking and that you know they're getting the right um, heat or cold that they need, um, you know stuff like that. So we we don't have um, you know they're with distilled products. You don't want it air conditioned. Um, you don't want it. Um, you know you want the natural temperatures. You want the extreme heat of the summer and Virginia is a perfect climate for it because you also have four full seasons here. So you want the full the full cold of the winter and the full heat of the summer and it expands and contracts the wood and it helps, you know, it helps dictate what the flavor profile is going to be. Perfect, perfect. Well, before we go off in our first commercial break in about 30 seconds, I just want to let the audience know that the show today is about distillery. What are the new innovation concepts and technologies? You're just hearing from Christine Riegelman, uh, the master distiller of Silverback. She is better known as Hooch Mama. And when we come back, we're going to ask her what kind of technologies and innovations she's using at her distillery. Sounds good. All right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? 
live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to today tomorrow's technologies to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to today tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com now back to our show Welcome back, folks. Uh, let's continue with our program, T3. Our special guest is Hooch Mama, Christine Riggleman. She is the master distiller of Silverback Distillery. And, Christine, can you give us a website and a location again where people can find you? Sure. We're at SB, S as in Sam, B as in boy, distillery.com. Uh, and we also have Facebook page, Silverback uh, Distillery, and we also have Instagram, um, SBAC Distillery, uh, and you can also um, follow me as well, Hooch Mama Distiller, on Instagram as well. Perfect, perfect. So let's talk about the technologies and the innovations that you brought to this new distillery that you opened up. And sure. it's been what, uh, uh, you, you got it started in 2004? Yeah, right? yeah. So we actually, um, and that we know of, we're the first distillery that we know of to use geothermal technology in our chilling process. So um, there was a lot of breweries using um, that um, technique, but there was no distilleries at that time that we had found when we started. Um, so we didn't have anyone to call and say, help, or what are you guys doing? So it was a lot of trying to figure things out as we went. Um, and it, it's, it was... It's been an amazing uh, experience, and it's a wonderful system, but it was also um, a bit of a pain. <laughs> but um, we've gotten a lot of the kinks worked out, and um, it, it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Well, so what it was is, that a new technique or something you discovered yeah, so, through so research? We have, um, we have different parts of our process of production where we need to chill our our. Our, our mash um, when we're cooking it and also distilling it to certain temperatures. And the geothermal um, technology lets you use the Earth's natural temperatures to help chill. So basically, we have five miles of a closed-loop system. So picture a hose uh, and 
it looped in a circle, just a constant loop. And we have trenches of those stacked, um, uh, trenches stacked with um, several lines in each trench. And um, five miles of that buried under the distillery and around the property. And what it does is when wow. we need to chill, we're using the Earth's natural temperatures to to chill. And it creates a much less, much less energy pool because it stays, you know, the, the ground temperature is so much cooler than if we had to do it just right off the bat with a glycol chiller. And it helps, um, you know, energy-wise and also cuts down on cost. Well, that's perfect. And you learned this through uh, the research more than anything else, not somebody yeah, else yeah. doing it so, first. Yeah. yeah, so my husband um, was the, the point on doing that as well as our, our first operations manager. And um, they worked together um, doing that and figuring out the details for it. So, yeah, and we're also solar ready. Um, we positioned the distillery and designed it architecturally so that the roof line was solar ready for panels and also the positioning of the building. But unfortunately, it was a lot more expensive than we thought. So um, that part is on hold. We hope to add that at some point. Um, We also, um, all of our um, spent mash, which is all the leftover grains that are distilled out, we give to our local farmers. Oh, that's um, perfect. Yeah, so we don't charge them for it. Um, a lot of people charge, you know, farmers for it, but we're grateful to give back to the community. And so we give it to the local farmers and they use it for fertilizer and for their, their livestock. And um, the livestock loves it. All the alcohol is cooked out, but it has amazing flavor and they just absolutely go crazy for it. And then we also, uh, in addition to that, to, to be try to be renewable, we um, hired a, a trash disposal company that actually recycles every single thing that we throw away. So all of our boxes, glassware, everything is completely recycled um, by them as well. We wanted to leave as little impact as we can, um, even though we're a production company. Well, that's perfect. You're a green corporation. For we, we're trying as much as we can, you know, and some yeah. things, you know, it, it, it is difficult for, but, you know, we, we try to as much as we can. So we talked about a little bit about the technology and a little bit of the innovation. Let's go back a little bit and t- walk me through or give me an outline of the steps you take in, uh, in, in distilling. Sure, sure. So we try to use local grains as much as we can. So we try to use the, our, our county or a couple counties over and try to keep it within Virginia as much as we can um, to give back to, you know, our, our, our state as well. But basically what we do is we get the grains milled um, to a certain um, size that we need to go through our stills. And we cook them in what's called a mash cooker. Uh, we cook them at different temperatures, um, at different points, and um, um, then we transfer everything over to um, to fermenters, and it sits in the fermenter for about five to seven days, depending on the temperatures in the production. Um, and then once it's done fermenting, we transfer it over with pumps and hoses to our still. And we have two stills. I have a traditional 150-gallon pot still, and then I have a 27-foot continuous column. Most craft distilleries don't have that. We are only the second one that Vendome uh, down in Kentucky um, had ever built for a craft distillery. 
And so um, it's a replica of the one at Maker's Mark. I think uh, Wild Turkey uses the continuous column. Several other distilleries um, use the continuous column. It allows us to run our stills at full production, which we're not at yet, um, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So we can run two or three shifts a day, and we can run it seven days a week. Well, that keeps you busy. That's yep. for sure. And then, uh, and then if we're and we're if we're releasing clear products, then the product is put into a holding tank until we can bottle it. And then, if it's a product that's to be aged, we put it into um, barrels. And each each product has its own mash bill, which is its own recipe. So it has its own set amount of grains, yeast strains, all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Well, in Virginia, there's uh, nearly uh, fifty distilleries. Uh, I guess uh, yeah, yeah, the organic whiskey. Open them, yeah. Well, vodkas and other out of the twenty six hundred products that the ABC stores in Virginia sell, thirty uh, a, a good thirty of them are from our, our distilleries here in in the Commonwealth. Uh, yeah. It's quite interesting that uh, uh, I guess the business continues to grow more anything else, and uh, it is increasing in size and products is what I'm reading. Yes. Oh, yes. We are We are growing. Um, but, yes, we are growing, but uh, our fans and our customers have been amazing to us, and um, they keep, you know, demanding us to keep cooking and producing more, so they've been absolutely wonderful. The state, we've had some issues with, but um, we're trying to work on the issues with that. Well, it's always, it's probably costs uh, or taxes, one of the two, you know, it's always one of those as a business person. So I can tell you that that's my number one issue. Uh, But uh, as we go on, you know, you've said you kept it in the family affair and and Lauren does her job and you do your job. What's a normal day like for you? Oh, goodness. Um, well, if we're in production, I usually get up between like 5, 5.30, hit the gym, <laughs> and then uh, come in, uh, meet Lauren there and sometimes uh, my other daughter, Abby, and uh, we go to the gym together and work out, and sometimes Denver goes with us if he's here, and uh, we all work out as a family together and then come to work and uh, start our day of um, production. Uh, if we're cooking, we usually get started about 7, 7.30 in the morning and start cooking the product. And we cook as many cooks in one day as we can. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's four cooks, um, depending on how how cooperative the machinery is and the grains and all that kind of stuff and the chillers. And and then um, we let it sit for a couple of days and then, uh, you know, distill it uh, the next week. So and then some days we're bottling and then we, you know, st- set up the bottling lines or some days we're barreling. And so we have to go get the barrels from the barrel house. And, yeah, it's 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 different every day. So you're constantly moving around with, uh, even with your own helpers there. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I have to lay out the production schedule about a week or two in advance so that everybody knows what to expect for, for the week and make sure that we have product to the states that we're providing it to and trying to get, be ahead of uh, you know, the demand that we have. Okay. And, uh, you know, you were established in, or you st- opened your doors for silver back in 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. Just want to make a correction there. And so, you know, approximately four years ago, and you've got eight products, and you're working 24-7, and it's a <laughs> continuous process. So what have you learned? What is the key to success here? Oh, gosh. Well, honestly, I, I think that our branding has been huge. 
uh, you know, we named it after my husband, but um, my husband has been amazing and coming up with um, a lot of the the names um, being catchy and um, our branding of going with the theme of silverback and not thinking insular and doing something that's just like a local street name or a local river or something like that. We were trying to think globally. So I think that's helped quite a bit, our branding um, and um, the design and everything. And then also filling the product, you know, in the bottles um, with with stuff that people like. You know, I can't tell you how many employees I have that say, you make my job easy. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they said, we have such an amazing product and so many different products that it's not hard to sell this. I, I, I don't really actually have to sell it. I just pour it for them and they they love it. So that that's a huge compliment. So, But, you know, the branding, having a great product and honestly just you know, doing the best you can and, and, and making sure that your customers are happy. A lot of people put out products that are just inferior and they just are not good. And you actually have to try it and, and get people's opinion, you know, because just because you think it's good um, because you work so hard on it doesn't mean people are going to buy it. You have to pay attention to what people need and want. Right. I, well, that's uh, in your business. It's uh, critical uh, because it uh, it, you know you want the rep, uh, repeat uh, customer is what you're trying to yeah. get to, not a one-time oh, yeah. customer. I can't and, tell you how many distilleries like because we have a tasting room here that has five bars. We have an outdoor tasting room, and it's just you know rocking and cranking. You've been here, you know what it's like. And uh, we have so many other distilleries, you know, from here and as well as um, other states, and actually some pretty big ones that come in and tried to, um, you know, learn some secrets. And all of a sudden you see on their Facebook and Instagram pages, they're, they're doing almost exactly what we're serving here, which is, you know, Denver says, you know, sometimes, you know, flattery is the best, you know, compliment. So, you As, know, yeah. especially from the big guys there, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's, the copying, uh, that's yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let me uh, so. give you a list. There's five of the world's most high tech distilleries, of course, wild Turkey distillery and in, in Kentucky. Yes, I've been to it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a Rosal Rosie C distillery at Rosie C or Rosal at uh, Scotland. I don't know how to pronounce that, okay. but maybe I haven't been. Yeah, uh, I haven't, haven't been to that one. There's Pemberton Distillery in British Columbia, Canada. Oh, okay. I haven't been to that one either. Uh, Vermont Spirits in in uh, Vermont, and of course oh. uh, the Middle West Spirits in Columbus. Those are the five top high tech nice. distilleries uh, there. So it's kind of interesting for our audience if you get a chance, go by and visit them. Also, uh, you get a chance, go see the Silverback uh, webpage, sbdistillery.com, uh, I believe is what you said, Christine. Yes. Uh huh. And uh, Hooch Mama is going to give us the Afton address if you care to uh, join her. And she's open Saturdays and Sundays, which is our time off and her time to work. Yeah, so, so it's 9374 Rockfish, R-O-C-K-F-I-S-H, Valley Highway, Afton, A-F-T-O-N, Virginia, 22920. Ah, perfect. And we posted uh, it on our Facebook, so you get a chance to look at our Facebook page. And one other thing before we uh, we got about four minutes uh, till our next break, 
uh, you know, when we talk about innovation and techniques, and I love the normal 150 uh, gallons, I guess, of uh, mm-hmm. your normal steel, and then the 20 foot, 27 foot continuous column craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. That's quite interesting that you decided to do that, along with the geothermal technologies. But uh, as you move along, what has changed just in the four years you've been doing this? Oh, gosh, technology-wise. Um, well, so when we first started, um, we weren't able to automate um, our still, our continuous column. Um, we hope that we have some of the equipment pur- purchased um, that we can semi-automatic automate it and we're hoping to get that installed in the next you know couple months to help because there's so many different variables when we're distilling that we have to pay attention to there's like six different variables that are constantly changing every every few seconds if you don't get things dialed in and if we can add that technology and finish adding that then that will help control a lot of those minor changes and tweak it to stay in set numbers. So we're really excited to add that to the process to make it so that um, you can take two steps away and and breathe a little bit of a a sigh of relief. So I'm actually really excited about uh, getting those implemented this year. Well, that's perfect, perfect. And it's a constant uh, learning process, I'm sure, you know, just being open four years, you've got eight products. I mean, it's just a constant expansion and everything. And How do you do your test marketing, I guess? Um, honestly, we have a lot of customers that, um, you know, volunteer if we need any, <laughs> any um, extra pallets to uh, taste any products. So we we're never have a shortage of that. So I always love to get their feedback with designs as well as um, product to make sure that they're, they're happy with what I want to release and, and, you know, making sure I'm on point with things because that's who's ultimately going to be out there buying the bottles. And I want to make sure that they're happy. You know, I want to make sure that when they drink it, that they not only love it and it makes them smile and happy, that they want to recommend that to their friend and then their friend. That's the best kind of marketing you can have. Oh, absolutely. Word of mouth. And so let's talk about the geothermal once again. I mean, that's pretty interesting. You've got cables running around the underground, I think you said about five miles or so. Yeah. And yeah. you let it uh, naturally cool. Uh, yeah. That gives you the best uh, flavors or cooling process, and in the and and what's key to that is uh, of course you are saving one fifth of the electricity required to yes. run the program. So that's yes. that's pretty interesting. It, it helps tremendously on our electric bill every month. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And we're trying to leave as little impact as we can because we live in such a pristine valley here. We're actually even night sky compliant, so all of our lights on our distillery have to be downward facing because we're one of the few cities left in America that's a night sky compliant so you can completely see the the lights un you know inhibited from city lights so it's 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 an amazing place wow didn't know that that's mm-hmm. interesting see mm-hmm. we're gonna have my next tasting i'm gonna sit by you then <laughs> we're gonna discuss more we've got about a minute left and everything and you know it's been a family affair so max been open for a little bit over four years they've got eight products uh their technique is uh advancing the geothermal technologies has been uh solid and they're looking at uh building up their solar uh ready uh, uh distillery but more yeah. importantly uh you know you i i know Denver gets up in the morning to go exercise and you said it was a family affair uh, yeah. and so that that's that's the start of the day I guess more than anything else for you 
Yes, yes. Yeah, and and so we, we come in, and it just depends on what we have going on. So sometimes we're bottling, sometimes we're barreling, sometimes we're cooking, uh, and sometimes we're um, just checking the mesh and, you know, labeling and uh, or sometimes distilling. So it's it's different every day. It's It's never the same. It's never boring. Oh, that's perfect. And in the, we're about ready to go off on our second uh, commercial break. Uh, we'll be back with Hooch Mama, Christine Riggleman, Master Distiller of the Silverback at Afton, Virginia. And I cannot wait to talk to her on how in the world she continues to do her job day to day when it's a 24-7 <laughs> operation. So we'll be back here shortly. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. In fitness and health, we all deserve a second chance. Join host Michael Skog for the program, You Only Stronger. You always have the ability to start fresh, even if you slip up on your diet or fitness program. Even small steps taken throughout the day can help. Each show will conclude with weekly assignments that you can use and will want to hear your feedback. You Only Stronger airs live Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks, to T3. Uh, We continue our show today. Distillery technology is our discussion what are the new innovating concepts and technologies? And I'm speaking with uh, Hooch Mama, Christine Riggleman, the master distiller of Silverback Distillery in Afton, Virginia. Uh, one of the questions I want to ask you, Christine, is, you know, as individuals start to get started in this process, uh, what do you recommend or what are some of the items that you kind of missed in your research that you wish you would uh, touch base mm. before? 
before I yeah. hit you. <laughs> Those are good questions. Those are good questions. Well, um, so the federal permit, um, it, it usually takes a while. Um, so you have to apply for your federal permit. Um, you can't have any kind of um, indiscretions in your history um, or anyone associated with your distillery. That is something that's important. Like, I can't ever hire anybody with a misdemeanor. Um, It's against the law for me. Um, So those are important factors with business partners. If anybody ever screwed up along the way, you have to be careful of that. Uh, And then you have your state laws. Um, In the state of Virginia, we had done as much due diligence as we could with what was available. Um, We were only the, what, 14th distillery? 13th, you know, 13th, 14th distillery at the time uh, when when we did this. And so um, nobody was really talking. Most of them were commercial. And so when we didn't ask questions, a lot of people really wouldn't answer questions for us. So right. unfortunately... When we got approved, that's we were about 75% done with our building and um, the distillery. And um, when we got the state approval, we realized the payment structure, and that was our biggest mistake. Um, we would have actually incorporated in a different state um, if we had known it. We would have never started a distillery in the state. Um, even though it's our home state, we would have never started one here. Basically, what, what it entails is um, every bottle that we sell out of our tasting room in our distillery, um, that we incur all costs, grains, bottles, labels, labor, you know, fermentation, you know, barrels, uh, uh, employees, uh, power, you know, everything. We incur all costs for our tasting room. ABC gives us no money for that. Um, they take 54% of wow. every bottle that we sell. Even though they don't touch it, they don't smell it, they don't lift a finger. And um, we did not realize that until we got our approval here. It was not in any paperwork, um, and nobody told us that. And that is one reason why we've been very vocal about it, because we have anywhere from two to you know, six different, you know, sets of people come through here in a week saying, I want to do this. This is awesome. And first of all, we tell them about that law. We're like, hey, you know, just so you know, maybe produce but don't have a tasting room. Or, you know, maybe do it in a different state. Um, Or, you know, you really need to think if you can absorb this. Because then you also have the payment structure of you have to give them 100% of bottle sales at the end of the month. And then they give you your portion back um, 30 to 45 days later. Wow. So So just like the government, (laughs) you're working for them, then 30 days later they pay you back your own money. Yeah, So it's interesting. No wonder it's so frustrating sometimes. It makes it hard to to actually sustain. Um, That's why we um, have... um, under the, we're you know in the process of starting another uh, distilling plant in Pennsylvania. We already got our federal approval, and we're waiting on the state approval right now. Um, to because their laws, even though they're also a commonwealth and they're a controlled state, they're a lot friendlier, and um, they keep none of the bottle sales. Um, you know, except for the state excise tax, which we 100% are okay with, um, but um, they they don't keep what they don't help with or contribute to. And so it's a lot, you know, it's a lot easier to actually pay your bills and to make your business function. I don't know many people that would have a business and operate it and wait, before you get paid, you know, let let me take 54% of everything that you just made. I don't know you, 
I didn't so do anything. So it gets back to the cost and running the yeah. operation. It's it's meaning payroll. Oh, basically. oh yeah. Oh, it, it, it has, and because we've been so popular, it has um, put us in a bind, honestly, because we have a continual demand for more, 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 more product, more bottles, more labels, more grains, you know, and, and you know, the power bills are huge and, you know, and the, the labor and, um, you know, the employees to run it. And so when you have more than half of what you're making taken away from you, and that doesn't include our federal excise tax or state sales tax or anything like that. So if somebody's, you know, considering doing a distillery, they really need to do the research of their state laws and the payment process because it, it we're we're working with ABC and trying to come to an agreement, um, uh, but um, we haven't yet. So um, my husband has introduced laws to try to get passed. We have introduced um, a, a few that have gotten passed, um, but we're still working on trying to get a few more, um, you know, so that we can keep our bottle sales. In the state of Virginia, wineries, breweries, and cideries all keep 100% of their profits uh, minus their sales tax um, uh, from their tasting rooms. So it's right. just distilleries. So we just have been asking for parity law. So um, right. we're still working on that. But that was a big stumbling block that has really, really crippled us quite a bit. So that's why we're expanding to another state to help, um, to help you know, with that. So that was a, a big, um, oh, crap. That, that you know, and I'd, yeah. I'd say some other words. an aha moment for you as you yeah. uh, went through it. So yeah. first of all, so, you got to love yeah. to start the business. you got to do yeah. your research. you got to uh, yeah. research uh, to include the federal yeah. per- permits and the state laws uh, yeah. uh, as well as the payment process of that. Yeah. And really understand yeah. where you're setting up uh, as you go forward is uh, what you would recommend to an individual who wants to get started. And also, we have a lot of people that come in that say that they want to do this as a retirement job. I would not (laughs) recommend that at all. I work anywhere between 75 and 85 hours a week as average. And so this is not a retirement job. This is a job that, and when I'm not here, I'm still doing emails or doing research or trying to find, you know, a a different core company or, you know, a different style of bottle for the next product or, you know, um, what's the newest thing coming out? So you you never really are off. Um, so you, yes, it is not something that you can just do 15, 20 hours a week and go, oh, yeah, that's great, because it takes too much money. And whatever amount they always say, you know, 30%, you know, always whatever your budget is, add 30%. With a distillery, there's always things that come up at the end that you just don't realize that you have to pay for. And almost with, you know, any manufacturer, there's, you know, you have to have a federal FDA printer um, to date and um, put a, you know, a coating on each bottle, um, stuff like that. That's 10 grand. Um, And that had just come out like two weeks before we opened. And um, nobody had actually officially told us that, but our consultant that was helping us, um, she um, she goes, oh, hey, where's your printer, your FDA printer? We're like, what? And she goes, yeah, they just came out with it. I'm like, we haven't even gotten a notice. So we had to scramble and find one to get our first delivery to ABC um, in a week and a half. So that, that was right. not fun. So there's always extra expenses in there that you, you know, you didn't even know to ask, you know, to put into the budget. So that's always a, it, you got to have some deep pockets. Right. 
So while the love of brewing and distilling is uh, interesting, uh, you still, it's just like any business. You don't know what you know until you run into it. And then when you run yeah. into it, you just got to tackle it. And and the only thing that keeps you in here is the love of brewing or really distilling, I should distilling, say. Yes. Uh, yeah. Distilling, yeah. It, yeah. That's my happy place is when, I, yeah. when I'm cooking mash and when I'm distilling, uh, all my employees know they can come up and ask for things and days off because <laughs> I'm always it's, in a good mood. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So where do you see the growth? And now you've talked about uh, Virginia, you talked about uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. uh, you, you're, I, my, my guess is, uh, you know, sales, uh, ABC stores, um, the different uh, outlets or whatever. Um, what, what do you see your growth path? Yeah, so basically we're in um, uh, two of our products, our, our Strange Monkey Gin and our Blackback Honey Rye are in probably over 300 stores um, within the state of Virginia. Um, we let them special order a couple other of the products, but most of them um, are all, um, you know, it, most people come to our tasting room to buy the other products. Um, we're also in uh, D.C., uh, Peace Street Wines um, can actually sell uh, and ship for us. So um, oh, if you go to our website and it says to purchase, um, we're not a- legally allowed to sell directly to customers. Um, I wish that law would change. It would make it a lot easier for us, but unfortunately it's not. So we have a distributor in, in D.C. that will direct, you, it will direct you to his page and you can purchase our bottles to ship um, to your state. And then um, also we are in... Pennsylvania, and we hope to be in New York and New Jersey and New Orleans, hopefully before the end of the year. Wow, that's interesting. And we're also in talks to try to get in the EU, so... Yeah, yeah. So right now I'm looking at a stat here, U.S. beverage market, about a $354 billion industry with alcoholic beverages. The... Excuse me, uh, distilled spirits around 37% of the sales of the alcoholic Mm -hmm. beverages. So, and it it says that it continues to grow uh, each year at least by 10%. So, that's quite interesting that the growth rate is there. I've heard of folks going to, you know, set out their own vineyards. I've I've talked about that, but it's always nice to, uh, you know, sit down and talk to you and Denver about the distilling process and and the growth factors and and some of the heartaches uh, because it's, oh yeah, it and there is definitely. Heart. I mean, it's 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 a roller coaster, and you just got to ride the ride the ride, and you know, there's gonna like with any business and and work. There's there's good days and there's days where you're just like this is amazing, and then there's other days you're like what the the heck was I thinking? And a uh, few stronger words than that. So <laughs> it, yeah. it is not easy. It's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding. So we've got a couple more minutes here. What is the funniest story as you, you know, gather the family, you started up the distillery? Uh, any funny stories there that you can share? Oh, gosh. Um, there's so many stories. So so when um, it took it took Denver and I a long time to not work every Saturday, like you know, it took us almost a year. You know, we were here every Saturday and you know working six, seven days a week. And um, you know, I had one bar and uh, that I was tending to and talking to customers, and Denver was on the other bar and they're across from each other. And everybody's like asking me, "Well, what's the deal with Silverback? The name?" And I heard them on his bar ask the same thing. So I told my story, which I had told you about the gray hair and the daughters and all that. And they're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then the other bar, I could hear Denver. And Denver is, is he is just, 
an amazing storyteller. And so I, I told <laughs> yes, my bar, I said, listen, I said, listen, listen. I said, okay, you guys, mine was the truth. Listen to what Denver's saying. And he <laughs> was telling them that he was in the Virunga and he was on a, uh, he was on a, um, you know, a tour and he slid down this hill and it was raining really hard and he fell and he landed at the, the base of the hill and he looked up and there was a silverback there. And like everybody was like, oh my gosh. And they were like, what? And they were just, he like had them in the, the palm of his hand and also my bar. And you got to imagine music wow. pumping in the background and there's lots of people and they're listening to him. And, you know, he's like, and then he picked me up and cradled me like a baby. And they're like, what? He goes, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but my whole bar was like laughing hysterically because they were listening to the whole story as well as his bar. So, yeah, we try to have fun here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me wrap up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to T3. You've been listening to Christine Riggleman, Hooch Mama. She's a CEO and master distiller of Silverback. Uh, the, the the Silverback distillery was established in August 2014. They've had eight products, and they're located in Afton, Virginia. If you need to find out a little bit more about them, you can join us at our Facebook page, also uh, SB. Uh, distillery.com you can find them and uh, we had a great time Christine thank you very much for joining us I'd like to thank uh, my audience out there the seven international countries that join us every week and until the next time uh, I'll see you later and Christine last words no no just thank you and hey come come drink at Silverback all right well that's an open invitation to my audience and and thank you very (laughs) much and we'll see you next Tuesday Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.